0: Yeah, that's good.
1: and stuff, you know, the thing. You've read the bumper stickers, it's all good. Uh, guys, listen, uh, we just went ahead and we did our Kendrick Lamar episode. We had... A ranking where time just got by us. We were just in it. We oh were gosh. in the moments. Oh my god! Yeah, it was kind of it a... went by so fast. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of amazed though because we were just. Uh, I felt like I was in the Kendrick Lamar album. That's how detailed and in depth it was. It was really
0: <laughs> uh,
1: but then it was we, about uh, that length.
0: Yeah. yeah, about the
2: length of the Kendrick Lamar album.
1: Uh, but yeah, guys, it's a Happy Hour episode. Uh We're done with the ranking so we just kind to want to have fun. We want to let loose a little bit. Just kind of talk about Kendrick related things as we see fit. Uh, and of course, it is me, Evan Sadi. It is co created podcast, over Riley, it is the one, the only, Shannon I, Redman. White, hey. Twitch, and Twitter, PXG, I, Redman, FYI. It's like you like the rapper Redman or something.
2: Actually, when I was a young kid... So you see, yes, yeah, you, you set up this alley-oop, and I was, like, so ready for it. So, <laughs> when I was a young kid, back in my heyday, when I finally, like... Always, rap music was always played in my house. Uh-huh. Rap music, soul. But, like, when I could finally kind of understand... The themes and things like that. And mm-hmm. at a base level, what the rap music was about. Me, I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother next to my age. Shout outs to Darnell. Dino, Mr. Know-It-All. Pick up his mixtape. Um, <laughs> we used to always love, like, posses and crews. So, yeah. mm-hmm. when Locke songs would come on. Or, you know, Med- Redman, Method Man, Wu-Tang. We used to always. Wu-Tang, Killer Bees. And this is, you know, and now I'm probably going to sound like an old man. This is when The Box was out.
0: I guess.
2: This is when the box was out. Yes. So my Who grandma. Is like
0: the only other person I've ever heard talk about the box. Yes. The
1: only other person I've heard talk about the box is uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh my. He, he talked about like, oh, he has a network back in the day, the box. And, they, like, mm-hmm. and that's how you get the videos. And so, it's like, yeah.
2: so if you so don't know what Wayne the box is, the if you're listening to this podcast, I don't like you. But for <laughs> those of us that do know what the box is. We used to sneak and order music videos and stuff like, like that. Like,
1: you call in, they would have mm-hmm. the, it was like a catalog on screen, you hit the, you know, three digit thing, yep. 99 cents, and cents. a music video.
2: And so, we used to always get the duo tracks, like with, you know, Jada Kiss and South P and the Locks. So, me and my brother always, like, took roles of the duo. So, like, for Outcast, I was Andre, he was Big Boy. Uh-huh. For, you know, Red Man, Method Man, I was Red Man, he was Method Man for uh Rayquan and Ghostface, I was Ghostface, he was Rayquine, stuff like that. Yeah. And so awesome. I always liked Red Man because he was very animated and funny in his verses and things like mm-hmm. that. And so that just kind of stuck with me. Method so, Man was a little bit more serious. Yeah, a Method Man was a little bit, bit more serious. Town, right. Yeah. right. And so as, you know, as I got older and online gaming started to become a thing, you know, I'm not gonna put Shannon White and just play every That'd be my online moniker. Yeah. As, a, as a kid, you know, it seems a little bit like, I don't want people knowing know my name like that. Yeah. And so Redman was just like, and plus red is my favorite color. Okay. So it just was like, Redman was my favorite rapper when I was a kid, and I liked the color red. So it just stuck with me. Funny fact, though, <laughs> I played a game called SOCOM U.S. Navy seals It was an army game. Yeah. And Redman was actually one of the people that played the game as well, but I took his name. So, Sorry. Uh, and it just Sorry, kinda, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And then it just kind of stuck with me. Then when Xbox came out, someone else stole Redman. So I put iRedman, like iPod, iRedman. Yeah. And it's just
1: stuck. It's taken over. It's just taken over. Taking over. My, I, yeah. Well, speaking of taken over, we got to do the DJ Khaled thing and take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we got to talk about the one thing that we talk about at the start of every single Happy Hour mini. So guys, what's the worst Kendrick Lamar song? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You may not be wrong there. I mean, of course, I mean, Shannon said it earlier. I think it's almost like Universal Michael Jordan is just such crap. Like, it is so obnoxiously obviously bad. You know
0: what I will say, though? I don't think it's as bad as Barry Bonds by Kanye West.
2: Wait. Yeah. Take another, another hit, hit. Barry Bonds. <laughs> of right uh, right. Do you think that's Kanye's worst song?
0: I mean, it's damn close. Which is which is harsh because that's my favorite album from him. But... Yeah. <sighs> oh, I can't. I
2: can Oh, actually, no. I I'm won't just...
0: say that's Kanye's worst song. I would say Kanye has a way more bad songs the, than Kendrick does. I, yeah. Oh wait, but
2: you. Oh, so you think Michael Jordan is worse than Barry Bonds, or is close?
0: No, I. I'd say it's better. Oh, no. I think Michael
2: Jordan is better than Barry Bonds. I actually like Barry Bonds. Oh, all right. <laughs> bonus track added in after graduation got leaked, yeah. I actually uh, like Barry Bonds, but as far as Kendrick, I... Yeah. I've already explained how much I hate this album. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: that's... Yeah, that's mm-hmm, up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now we need to get into a thing, because when it comes to worst-best, I think we need to do the extensive, exhaustive discussion about Kendrick Lamar's guest verses. Because, listen, here's the thing I love about Kendrick. These albums that he has are, like, these potent artistic statements, and yet he will take a paycheck any damn day. Oftentimes, he's the best part of a particular guest verse that he drops, but sometimes yeah, it's only kind of okay, you know? Mm -hmm. Very memorably, he revives uh, Halle Berry Hallelujah for when he was on fucking Problems by (laughs) Seth Rocky. Uh, You know, there's that one there. Uh, He's, frequently, whenever there's a remix or anything, he's the best part of that. Mask Off by Future uh, is up there. But then, like, he does the pop shit, too. Like, I don't remember a lot of his guest verse with uh, Taylor Swift on Bad Blood. That's because he found that shit in. He was getting a paycheck. He got a big paycheck for Because she
0: gave him a huge bump with Backstreet Freestyle when, when her album she, went number one and rapped to it on in her Instagram yeah, well and then mouthful, she also yeah. said in an interview that it was her quote unquote theme song and I was uh, like yeah Taylor yeah, Swift that's your theme, your, your theme alright Tay hey. still though that All did right. get him a lot of exposure yep. very early so I think that then they had like some respect for each other and us together. Story. Then he did that fucking Maroon Five song last year.
1: Like, oh, I no. don't want to know that. Just that like, I didn't want to know. I didn't. I yeah, didn't know. I, I, I did not want to <laughs> know. know. They
2: were correct. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, that was shit. And then they did that other song with Future. I'm like, guys, just stop right at this point, please, please just. Stop. Although you know, what? if you want to go ahead and guest on Boomaverse by Big Boy, go ahead. The thing, the thing the is, moment. they're
0: not going to stop though because they keep having top ten singles. Yeah, That's I mean, so they're a weird. pop
1: group at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. But yeah, that's its own thing. But yeah, so there's that. Like every once in a while, uh, I kind of like what he did with Sia on "The Greatest." I kind um. Then of course it was weird though. But one of the other ones I brought oh, up. I forgot just... he
0: had a remix of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hey, yeah. I am the truth. Hey, uh,
1: and then there was the other. Uh, then of course recently I brought up and we had this discussion, uh, Shannon, you and I, about uh, the game because the game he was also an aftermath artist uh, and he actually was. I didn't even realize he gave Kendrick some of his earliest features yeah. ever uh, on his albums there. So I listened to the city. Uh, by the game and you and I'm like man you know here's the thing guess what I'm young you're not you kind of suck the game let's just be real like when I, he talks I, about it, I'm like to you know, talk about hardest MCs I'm in the top 10 actually make a top 5 I'm man. like you're, you're not in the top like, 5 dude
2: i like I feel like the game can rap but Complex actually had a funny article where it says the game has rapped the same verse for the past decade, and they like <laughs> and they like showed all these examples of where he pretty much said the exact same thing just on a different song. So like, it's weird. Like, I don't know why he was yelling on that song the whole time. Yeah, I don't get the like. I don't know artistically what point it was trying to prove, but it missed completely. Like, it was far left. Nowhere near the plate, but Kendrick's verse and his hook, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. It's like, even though I I feel like the game did not do good on that song, I found myself listening to that song a whole lot, mm-hmm. just because Kendrick's verse on there was just like, ugh. Yeah.
1: Uh, actually, I do legitimately have a worse yeah, candidate, which is when he was on the Love Game, uh, the, the or the Game of Love, or whatever, that fucking song off the Marshall Mathers LP two. Uh, that one he did with Eminem. I didn't like, like that beat. Yeah, it was a terrible beat. This like weird, like listen, Eminem and Kendrick getting together, great for this weird, goofy, poppy little fucking yeah. thing. That's why I got to put on the siren right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was just. Eh. Uh, in terms of best though, and I I started this discussion kind of talking mm-hmm. about it and completely fucking forgot. Remember when Control came out?
2: Mm.
1: Oh. Oh, mm. man. Now, the That's, thing is that we talk about, like, I think it's because that came out right after Good Kid Mad City came yeah. out, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a verse that was for Jay Sean. Uh, for Big Sean. Big Sean, sorry. Yeah. I get the Sean's mixed up. It's, it's fine. It's a
2: thing. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> they have They look exactly alike. It's okay. <laughs> Wasn't Jay
0: Sean that guy who sang The Sang Down? Um,
2: yeah, yeah. The, the singer from Young Money. Or oh, yeah. cash money, yeah, one of the monies. Dirty yeah. money? No, yeah, it was dirty money.
1: Yeah, okay. Let's yeah, let's, let's get our money straight. Money. <laughs> okay, we're gonna be a financial planner and get our money straight.
0: Shangula, baby.
2: Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, the control verse for those who don't know, uh, that was gonna be coming off of Big Sean's album, but he didn't make it due to sample clearances. It was mm-hmm. him and Jay Electronica as well. It is one of the shittiest beats I've ever heard. It is this mm-hmm. atonal grinding, grating, yelling fucking thing. But then Kendrick. Brought the fucking game. Like, it's a six-minute song, and he's got, like, three minutes of verse on here. Yeah. Where he just calls out everyone by name. Even J. Electronica, who comes on after him in that and verse. kind of
2: Yeah. And, like, this is the thing with control. Now, and granted, and I know it says, it seems like he's calling people out. Mm-mm. I think what it is, which is so weird, why I'm still confused why Drake got sensitive about it, mm-hmm. it's him just saying... I respect these rappers, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm going to be better than you because I'm yeah. trying to be the GOAT. This is competition, this is hip-hop, you know, that's what makes it flourish, that's what makes MCs better. Mm-hmm. But from a technical rapper standpoint, which some people may or may not agree, I feel like Big Sean had a better verse.
1: Some people say Jay electron had a better verse. J-Electronica yeah. had
2: a good verse, in my opinion, but the worst placement, like,
1: yeah. You can't follow that. You you can't can't follow that. You
2: can't. Like, to have someone try to... Like, it definitely should have been Big Sean, Jay Electronica's verse, then let Kendrick close it out. Because one, it was the longest verse. Yeah. Two, whoever listened to that knew it was the most impactful verse. Like, I don't care what you say. Yeah. And three, it's a great way to close it after the two rappers you respect. Yeah. You know, you going following up on them like, hey, you guys, but then I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. But like, the
1: great, the thing about that though is that it redefines so much because the one thing you gotta respect about Kendrick is that he plays the hip hop game explicitly. Mm. He doesn't fucking have like chains and chains and shit. You know, he doesn't yeah. have. He's not talking about his blinged out yeah. lifestyle or anything. You know, aside from uh, the of the one song which I think is one of the greatest, and I can't believe I didn't mention it, "Whole Up" off of Yeah. You know what's funny? There, <laughs> a cup, there were a couple
2: <laughs> songs in Section No. Yeah. You know what's funny? I wanted to talk about that song so bad because i love it so much i love, that song. Oh, I love it, it so much
1: <laughs> but it,
2: like again that's when you, when you have you know you set this time to discuss these albums yep. And they're so immersive. like We could have yeah. literally talked for one hour about, about each, each album. Oh, easily. Yeah. You know, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes things are missed, but And for you premium subscribers, you can hear the bonus <laughs> extended cut. Yeah, it's I mean, eight hours long. Yeah, you know, and I
1: cry a little months. bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it. Shannon's crying. That's extra, right? Yeah.
0: No, we skipped a couple things on that album because, I mean, we were 35 minutes in by the time yeah. we were like, okay, let's rank these. Yeah. But, like, hold up ADHD are both, mm-hmm. like, fucking tops I, ADHD. I love the the part during the second verse where he, but he goes into the mm-hmm. yeah. and it, it's like he does this a lot. And uh, Evan mentioned earlier today, he has one of the best senses of rap hooks.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like he makes these little he, phrases that just stick yeah. in your mind. Like, and he yeah, also bitch.
0: he also in a way that I mean I think is becoming Bless. more common, but. Better than most other people can will just slip into a melody for a couple yeah, lines and, and just, it'll work. Yeah, perfect. And then go back into spoken rapping, but like still the cadence of the words. Like when he finds the yabish, like that's such a stupid little yep. yeah. hook, but you can't help but repeat it. So ADHD, I feel like, is one of the best examples of that. Where like those verses mm-hmm. are, even the spoken parts are so melodic.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. ADHD.
0: But then, like, but, yeah, going back to,
1: like, how he pl- still plays the hip-hop game, because, like, right. it's okay, no, 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 you know, that's great, another great section. The, the, like, when he goes live, he's, like, in a t-shirt, and he has a DJ, and, like, that's it. Like, he cares about the performance. So let's not forget, it was uh, after Pippa Butterfly came I did that Grammy's performance, where he was, like, you know, shackled oh, up oh on God. stage, and yeah. there was the fire behind him, and he was just, like... Bidding yeah. into the microphone, like, just, like, going at it. And it was, like, uh, a lot of people called it one of the greatest Grammy performances of all time. I love that
2: performance. Done.
1: Much. Easy. It was so much fire. And, like, it was just incredible. And then he goes into All Right, and it's just, like, it, 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 the entire posse's on stage. It was just incredible. Like, he is... And uh, Shannon, he mentioned, uh, when we were off mic, he mentioned that he saw him uh, open up during the Yeezus tour. Uh, and was not
2: good. <laughs> it wasn't good.
1: Yeah, which is shame because I thought at that point he was a this is an established performer, so I was a little bit right. Like, I was like excited, like oh my god, Kendrick's opening yeah. for Kanye. Perfect and I mean, match. it
2: might have just been that stop, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. it, after the success of Good Kid, Man City, you would you expect this fire in his performance and things like that, and just this energy. It just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But again, he was opening for Kanye, so it's like it wasn't like it was a Kendrick Lamar. Tours, like it wasn't yeah. a Kendrick Lamar experience, it was you know, rolling with Kanye, and so that probably could have played a part. Now that I think about it, into that, too, is like this isn't really even his thing solely, and he was only up there for like 45 minutes. But then I watched like his Grammy performance, and then I watched all of his live television performances, and you watch all the stuff, even watching Coachella for his damn release during the release weekend, uh-huh. like. He has like Mature. magi- matured. He has magicians on stage, oh, <laughs> acrobatics. Wait, really? Yes, acrobatics, kung fu theme things, He has like a big straw hat. Like the Coachella performance was just phenomenal. Yeah. So I-, I can only I imagine that, that, that when this when this damn st- tour kicks off, it's gonna be in that same ilk. Yeah. Ilk. So man, he's just grown so much as an artist. From yeah. then to now. What's it, didn't he also do, like, for No Parties in L.A. off of Life of Pablo? Yeah. That, oh my God. That, don't get me started on that album. That was the <laughs> biggest, the most, yeah, the yeah, biggest heard, send-off. Did you listen to our Kanye episode? Yeah. No, I did not listen to the episode.
0: Yeah, don't get me started yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, you know. the Life
2: of Pablo <laughs> was Panda, just Panda, the Panda, biggest. Panda, Panda. I love that song. But, like, shh, <laughs> Don't I don't do I can't explain why I like that song. Should I didn't like
0: that song until I heard it in a club, and then I was like, yeah, "Oh, okay, I okay, yeah, now right. I fucking get it." I think he's
2: getting canting the babadoo. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> what he's
0: doing there.
2: But like, what's what's funny is Kanye actually released that song and the Ty Dolla uh, sign songs together before it right, Like right, pop yeah, up. Yeah. And when you heard that Kendrick song with Mad Live on production, it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest producers we've ever had, and just to hear that song, you get so excited. You just like, man, I can't wait for this album. Then you get the album, you click on the first song, <gasps> it's Ultra, light ultra like Beam. Oh, oh my god. god, Chance. Holy shit, <laughs> Chance. <laughs> Chance. Amazing. Did, did it amazing? Yeah. you get to that that second song. Oh my god, you know, listen to this Metro Boom and Oh, Kid Cudi's back. He's rapping. He has an yeah. actually good melodic chorus for once. He's one of the worst artists ever, but. It <laughs> did good. And then and then he starts rapping about the bleached asshole, and you're just like, what, Dude, what, what just what happened? And it? the worst part is, like, beat I don't wise, want to talk about like,
0: production-wise, yeah. that's one of my favorite songs. Yes. Yeah. And and that's uh, a garbage verse. Yeah. I was
2: just like, okay, Kanye, you've ruined, you ruined my day. So. Yeah,
0: thanks for nothing, Kanye. Yeah. I know. All
1: right, so listen, did we have any other features we want to mention? Yes. Okay.
2: Actually, I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, it's on Knife Wonders Dream Merchant 2 it's with uh, Kendrick Lamar the guy that did Regulators I always forget names I don't know why I'm forgetting the guy that did Regulators Warren G yeah I was about to say so it was Kendrick Lamar Warren G and West Coast Artist he's the one that broke the record for rapping 24 hours straight
1: yeah
2: that guy yeah, him. His I forget his name. And I actually, yeah, my bad if I forgot your name, uh, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve. The but rapper. his verse on that. And now, mind you, the only reason that happened was because Kendrick Lamar, before he kind of took off, tweeted Ninth Wonder like, "Hey, I love you. I love your music, man. I love your production. I would be blessed to um be on one of your verses." And Ninth Wonder pretty much told him, you know. We'll see what we can do, you know, a little bit. And that's when Kendrick started kind of taking off a little bit. Yeah. So he brought him in and he did this guest verse. And that's probably, definitely top three of my favorite Kendrick Lamar features. Hmm. Because, I mean, B-Boys, he completely made everyone in life irrelevant after his verse. Yeah. I don't even know why you would listen to the song anymore after his verse goes on. Right, like, yeah, There's yeah. no point. And then that and then his verse, his guest verse on the game's last, no, not his last album, the documentary too. Yeah where they did Erykah Badu's On Me, or On, On, On. On. It's called On Me. Yeah. And Kendrick Lamar has a verse on that, and the game's verse isn't that bad either. Like, but Kendrick Lamar's verse on there is just like, whew.
1: Although, oh wait, no, 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 wait. You actually, we talked about this before uh, before we uh, had recorded. Uh, You did have a nomination for the worst Kendrick verse of all time. Is that one time he worked with a pint-sized little rapper named Bow Wow. Uh,
2: Like... (laughs) You can tell he wanted that check. He wanted a check. Whatever Bow Wow was offering was enough for him and J. Rock. That song is Terrible. Like it's. Yeah. I have to say it in another language. Is that the right way you even say it? In sure. I don't know. So that sounded German. Feel like it'd be Terrible. Uh, terrible. Okay, that song was just horrible. That's Italian. And I don't know if it's because Little Bow Wow was standing too close. So I don't know what it was, but that is J. Rock did okay, yeah. but. That was just please never again. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't had a bad. Can I can I toss a
1: question at you? Yes, can this you. has nothing to do with anything. But uh, just what's your take on Nicki Minaj? There's okay. a reason I bring it up, actually. Okay.
2: So she actually had promise. Like I didn't. I, I actually liked her early on. You know the work she did, leads to to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. All the input, and then it she just went to shit. Like it's I don't. Weird.
1: It's weird though because two things. One, uh, everyone talks about how her "Beat Me Up, Scotty" mixtape is great. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. There's it way too much to do. Exactly. But uh, Taryn pointed out, like, man, isn't it kind of weird how like we re- we respect Kendrick for having all these different voices and everything? And remember that's what Nikki used to do. She had like I'm Roman, you know, like she kind mm-hmm. of had all these different crazy. I wish, I wish it would, you know, like all these other weird kind of things that mm-hmm. she did, and then she stopped doing. That.
2: You know, uh, and the yeah. thing is, we actually, that's when we loved her because. Right, exactly. You, you can tell that it was an inspiration from Buster Rhymes. So Buster Rhymes was like the first major person to really do that with his voice and stuff like uh-huh. that. And she was good at it. Now, she definitely had her cringy moments. Where you're just like, ah, that sounded weird. Wait, right, well, like, was yeah.
0: when she was Roman's mother, that yeah. was really the, yeah. the worst part. I but know, it yeah. was just, it was frustrating for me because, like, I felt like at least. The people that I knew, which maybe is not a good sampling. (laughs) Under admittedly. But that was like everyone's complaint about her. Like they liked her, but they were like, what are these fucking voices she's doing? Like And it's like, why is it like Kendrick can pull that off, Busta can pull that off, like that's like Eminem's whole
2: thing. I think what like it's not okay when Nikki does it. I think with Nikki the problem is she tries to do accents. So it's like, yeah. When Busta does it or Kendrick does it, they're not doing an accent; they're just changing how their voice sounds. Yeah. So whenever you hear someone try to do an accent and it's terrible, it's just like you might laugh. So it's like her trying to do it during these verses where she's clearly trying to brag. Yeah. But it's like you have this weird, goofy British voice that doesn't sound British. It's just like it's weird. But like the people that are like true hip hop heads and really lyricism and stuff it still has so much content packed into it before, it was just good. And I think what happened is her verses started getting weaker and she kept doing the voices and it's like, it's not working. Like, you don't sound cool. Stop Now she's
1: not even doing the voices in her... Yeah, now she just stopped and she's
2: just... She's
1: just naked. Alright, but that that being said, I don't think she's gonna come up in our next segment where, hey, we talk about it, we're talking about an MC, gotta do that thing, and it's completely arbitrary and I definitely don't have it lined up in my mind, so I'm gonna just throw some shit out there, but... Top five MCs. Mm. Top five MCs. The
2: age-old question yeah. of many baits. Now, it's
1: weird, though, because we remember, we talked about that complex thing about there's that uh, guy who said, like, he need not put out at least, you know, three albums or at least 50, like, classic sounding tracks or whatever. And by that thing, Notorious B.I.G. wouldn't be on there. And so when I just asked before we recorded this, I just tossed it to Shannon to mm-hmm. be like, top five MCs, go. Uh, and he actually said Notorious wouldn't fall in his rubric at all.
2: No. Nah. Wanna walk it, him, Yeah, because... And then and I want to hear your top five. Right. It's not because he wasn't good. Like, Biggie was great. He gave us two back-to-back, like, revered highly in, yeah. in, in, in hip-hop, like, masterpieces. Problem is, unfortunately, he died. So it's like... <laughs> that
1: puts a stop on a career. Right, though. so that yeah. puts
2: a stop on things. And to keep putting him based off of where we think he would have been versus what he actually gave us... I think that's unfair to hip-hop in general because so many artists have taken kind of his blueprint or his the influence they've received from him and built upon it and have put out great work and great, and great stuff. It's hard to keep putting this person that only has two albums ahead of all these artists who may not have a 100% hit rate, but they have two albums that are as good and as stellar as that. So, like, we kind of have to let that go. Like, if this was 1998... You can make that argument just based off those two albums, but it's 2017, and we've had a many amazing hip-hop artists and MCs, mm-hmm. and to keep putting him above all these others, it's just like, no. Yeah. He just he just didn't get the time, but it's not because he wasn't good. It's just life. So you're top five, then? So my top five... Is it ranked, or is it just five? It's just five. That's fine. Now, this is the thing, <laughs> and I'll I preface this. You have a top five who you think is the greatest of all time, and favorites. you have a top five favorites. So do you want my favorites or who I think is the greatest I of I want to health? hear... F- <laughs> both? Okay. Oh, no, we can do both. Okay. So both. personal favorites would be... And it, it's weird because it kind of changes from time to time just because my thoughts change. But Kendrick is definitely in there. Uh, common is in there. Jadakiss is in there. Uh,
1: Classic Earl
2: Common. Right. Yeah. Classic yeah. Earl Common. Don't get me started this last album. Electric Circus. Uh, I like Electric Circus a little bit. Wait, um, <laughs> right, so I said... What is like, that? Common, Kendrick... Jadakiss, Redman, and it's weird because I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty much. It's weird. I'm, I'm a big fan of Lupe, but I'm a big fan of Fonte Little Brother. Uh, yeah.
1: Also, Lupe put out <laughs> Bitch Bad, so he's never coming back from that my mind. Sorry, <laughs> yeah.
2: sorry, Lupe. Um, I actually like Bitch Bad, but I, I feel like anytime
1: woman good, other rappers better. So you know, that's just that's my take on it personally. I feel like
2: this will lead to a whole other conversation. So gonna, okay. Um. And I mean, I like Jay Z, I love Nas, love him. But it would probably be for me personal favorite that Fifth Spot would have to be between Fante, Lupe, and even Q. That Fifth Spot, I'm just gonna say Q Till. Okay, yeah. It's a
0: vibrant
2: thing. Yeah, it's, I love Q Yeah,
0: get... I've been getting
2: into Q Yeah, but I, I, but I love A Child His albums Q-tell. are so underrated. So, like, people don't even know some of them exist, and they're so good. But now my top five greatest of all time, it would have to be Jay-Z. It would have to be Eminem. It would have to be Nas. It would have to be, in my opinion, Kendrick. It has to be him. And then that fifth spot would have to be... And this is where, okay, so even <laughs> though I would put him as top five greatest of all time, personally, I'm not the most ultimate fan. And that would probably be Tupac. Only because, as an artist, I can't deny the talent and the themes and messages in the work. Even though I don't like Death Row Tupac. yeah, Because even though he had some good conscience and good songs and fighting songs, he had a lot of hate and stuff in his music. A lot of That hate wasn't stuff. really And that's why they call him. You a bitch. Yeah. Right. But, you know, Tupac, you can't deny his like, influence his as influence a persona, as what
1: he did for what you can do as a rapper, yeah. he's starring in movies, he's doing other stuff. He's shit. just like, yeah.
2: I can't not include him in that, but as a personal, you guys have my personal, but that would probably be my top five greatest of all I time. Know.
1: All I'm going to give you is my favorite, I will say that. Okay. Though. So, I, yeah, because <laughs> like, like, I mean, I think that, especially in terms of like influence and technicality, Notorious has to be up there, mm-hmm. that kind of goes without saying. Uh, like, I want to say Kendrick, but also that's so recent, too. I kind of like want to shy away from that a little bit. Uh, I do want to say Mr. Lyft. Uh, because when I got into rap, I got into the alternative rap, like Definitive Jux era rap too. Mm. So like finding Aesop Rock albums was mm-hmm. like a big deal, a big deal for me. But yeah, Mr. Lift, fucking I Phantom, that is an album where like he starts out waking up from a nightmare and he goes to a job and gets fired from his job. And then at one point, because he got fired from his job, there's an interlude where he has to pay the producer for the beat for the next song, but he only has like a twenty or yeah. give him a burger. So the next song has the shittiest beat possible. on them, and it's, <laughs> burr, burr, burr. And it's just, like, terrible. But then, like, and then at that point it then stops and then it turns into an apocalyptic vision of the world and everyone dies and then, like, you have, like... LP and like all these other people, like oh, at the end, like at like, the Horse in the Apocalypse, like yeah, it is an album that redefined narrative for me so much. I, I phantom, uh, and also that had one of the best Mr. Lift things. And talking about uh, the worldwide destruction, he just said skyscrapers are vapor, and like in three lines, he just describes that out. Like, Ooh. fuck man, that was good. So, and I didn't love Mr. Lift stuff after as much, but yeah. that time, especially, I was like, okay, this is really defined for me what rap could do as a narrative structure, yeah. was incredible. So, yeah, I would definitely say uh, at least those two. I I want to say LP because he's done so much, but I also just want to call it Run the Jewels as a duo because yeah. their interplay and their humor and everything that they do together. And I've liked Killer Mike before, especially like his earlier appearances. Whatever he tapped into when he joined when he started Run the Jewels, and especially if you go to rap music, the one he did produce my yeah. LP prior to that was just amazing. And especially
2: Run Run the Jewels two and three at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just like LP it's has off. got LP has got LP has to be one of the greatest. If not the greatest rapper producer there is, Mm -hmm. like wow, yeah, I mean I
0: agree, but I didn't know that that was like it. it, Honestly, and
2: and again, as you know, because they're more of an underground kind of group still, even though they're big names, Mm -hmm. LP isn't. Really known like that to the masses? There's probably people who've never heard of LP verse, right? And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But and like they want the fucking back, like the trailer. So like when Legend when, has it on there. When you look at his track record, even even if you just keep the the Run of Jewels album, yeah. and his production and meshed in with how he's grown as an MC is just like man. His punchlines are off the front. Yeah, track. LP is a beast. Run of Jewels is a beast group. Like I can never be more excited for whenever they drop something new. Yeah. Like, they're they for
1: free, and they make everything off of merch, yeah. and they have the fucking Meow the Jewels album, which is just, you know, insane that and they like, do that. And, yeah. and, and, I mean,
2: and Killer Mike is just out here crushing it. Like, you heard him on the Big Boy song with Jeezy? Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: My brother loves that song. So, <laughs> like, my brother and my niece love that song. So, it's like, I love Run the Jewels. But yeah. LP is definitely one of the strongest yeah. rappers, producers, period, that, like, we've had.
1: Yeah, I would say Big Boy legitimately actually would be in line, too. Because, yeah.
2: I mean, I love Andre, but you Big Boy what? in terms of consistency. I have I actually had this argument the other day. <laughs> people were looking at me like I'm crazy. I would rate, and everyone rates Andre 3000 as, you know, like they never mention Big Boy. They always just rate Andre as one of the best. Like, in top fives, a lot of people have Andre 3000 of yeah. all time. But for me, he hasn't put out albums. He does only a lot of guest verses. And I feel like Big Boy is very comparable, and he has the catalog, and he has the ability to take over a track. He can also make the hits. Like I like, I think Big Boy is better than Andre 3000. But people probably look at me like I'm crazy.
0: He's not as flashy. He's not as eye catching, yeah. so people don't like. Right, I mean, he, like, he don't pay as much attention yeah. to his verses, even though they are.
2: Like, yeah, because the because they like the artistry and everything of Andre 3000. But we're talking from a pure rapper MC standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think Big Boy's better MC than under uh, 2000.
1: My fifth spot, and I only came up with this just now, uh, and it's no one's ever heard of it, and I don't care, Mike Ladd. He was a guy who started out as a spoken word poet who kind of gradually moved towards like hip-hop structures and shapes and things. put out a couple very interestingly, sonically great albums, but his big thing was that he actually went doing this double album project over the course of like a couple years of this indie hip-hop collective called the Festicons. Like underground beats like you know like a lot of like, other indie rappers kind of talking about that and throughout the album you didn't know what was going on he just said fuck the majesticons because like this is all backpack rap this is all straight up and then he a couple years later he put out the majesticons this album where all these indie rappers suddenly take on this fucking blinged out personas yeah. where and like, this album that sounds so commercial and so like of the moment and it's a parody album that actually got too good because like in the parodies like you're like I know you're kinda of making fun of it. It just sounds you like a regular commercial that? hit, although LP he has a burst on one song where it's like and I and a pump fist with a Tiffany egg on both wrists and it's just like you're, like goofy, absurd, like they're mm-hmm. clearly like, having fun with it. Uh, but the fact that he was able to narratively just change shit like that, like so much, Mike Ladd gets a shout out, underground, respected. That's my top five favourites, Taryn. Oh god. <laughs> um,
0: Notorious. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Notorious, I mean, as far as like, internal rhyme scheme Just just, fucking great. And just like, two full albums. Mariah Carey? She's scary. (laughs) Incredible. True. true. (laughs) The most basic rhyme in the world, and it fucking works. It really does. (laughs) Um, I'm just gonna go with favorites. Current favorites. I would say, yeah, definitely Run the Jewels. Kendrick Lamar. Because they both put out like two of the yeah. best albums this year yeah. and just overall career is yeah. awesome uh jay-z yeah definitely uh i said off mic i saw jay-z live and yeah. that like really just changed it didn't just change how i felt about jay-z it kind of changed how like i always enjoyed hip-hop yeah but it really gave me like a new Appreciate appreciation you. for like what an mc can accomplish in a live setting yeah no, if you'd asked me two years ago, I would have said Azealia Banks. <laughs> um, and then the shit happened. She's a, she has a brain, question mark? Um, uh, yeah. It's its own, it's, <sighs> its own thing. I don't know. I don't know that I have, like, five... Go-tos. That have, like, you careers are. that are good enough. Like, I have rap artists that I enjoy but they're not like although one of my favorite things because we did a (laughs) lot of
1: research going into this week uh, Taryn discovering Illmatic was just amazing yeah. yeah
0: shit yeah. That was pretty impressive. And the
1: thing is, like, Nas, like, since then, like, again, Nas, his kryptonite is beat picking But also, it's weird because going before going into this week, I just posted on my Facebook, I'm like, guys, top five MCs, go, you know? Like, and, of course, me, you know, the Oprah thing of, like, you train people how to treat you. So, mm-hmm. like, top five MCs. Then people like, McDonald's, or, like, you know, <laughs> Michael Caine, or yeah. you know, other things. Like, fuck all of you. I was asking real questions. Yeah. Uh, but one of the ones that came up, and especially once we started specifying it, pre-Scissor-era Lil Wayne. When Lil Wayne was on, I will listen to fucking six foot, seven foot any goddamn day of the week because that is like constantly every black and white diamonds, fuck segregation. Like, Like, oh my god, man. Lil
2: Wayne, for a stretch, for like four years, was the biggest and best Theme known to hip hop. It was
0: like every single guest verse and just, every single yeah. album track was just next
1: every, level.
2: He was he was on point all around. Albums I mean,
1: got fucking weird. The song "I Feel Like Dying" is
2: one of my all time uh, favorites. Yes. Yeah, I remember uh, that first. Oh my god, that's I fucking love that that's, feel that's like that's the first month I met my wife when that song came out, and I just remember listening to it with her, and it was just like, this is a weird fucking song, but I like the song like, yeah and, and then just like every verse best. like and actually you can tell just how impactful he was during those times because if you look at like the drakes you know the big shans the kendrick Lamar's, you can tell that his in, like when little wayne was hot prior to that it was the atl snap era yeah. and things like that and houston was kind of taking over lyricism wasn't at the forefront and if you were coming from the south no one was expecting that kind of lyricism i don't know what happened to Lil Wayne. <laughs> some speculate that it was. Well, he decided it,
1: he wanted to go into rock music. Let's not, right.
2: no, not, not talk about the downfall just yet. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> um, not talk about downfall just yet. But, like, from the Carter 1 to the Carter 2, something just clicked in his brain. Right. And, I, and I mean, and some people say that because, you know, around that time he started going to college and things like that. So it just his mind changed. And his lyricism game stepped up from wobbity wobbity to I'm um, literally the greatest rapper alive. And you couldn't debate it. He would take everyone's beats and destroy them. Pologies to Jay-Z. Yeah. But I can't even listen to Show Me What You Got because I need to listen to Lil Wayne Who Brothers. cares about Show Me What You yeah, Got? It's like, one of his
1: worst songs. Yeah, like... 40 is the new 30? Fuck off. No. <laughs> no, we're not giving you that,
2: Jay-Z. I'm sorry. And so, like, he was just the most consistent and versatile and fucking amazing rapper at that time. And it influenced the next batch of rappers which are Drake's and Kendrick's and things like that because lyricism was at the forefront because he's being as lyrical and dope as an MC and he's selling the million first week. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But after that, when, when the guitar started happening, him talking about his leather and... Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Although actually, I realized I made a mistake on my top five MCs list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top five MCs actually are Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, you Dailon, know. Dailon, and, Dailon, and, Dailon. I, and, I, and
2: I remember seeing your post. <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing your post, and I was like, if someone doesn't put that, that on there, all of his friends have failed. But sure enough, it took like two comments, and it yeah, was just yeah, there goes my dialogue. someone has to say that every time you put up a top five list. How can you not? You have How to. How can you not? Right. All
1: right. Well, guys, listen. Uh, wait, wait. I wait. just
0: want to say I I'll add Peak Era Lil Wayne to my list. Okay. And just current favorites, I'm gonna say Ice Cube. Ice oh, Cube. yeah. Because yeah. I, I listened to four Ice Cube solo albums this week, as well as both NWA albums, even though I know he's not on the mm-hmm. second one. But still, as far as people doing it at that time, like, he was on people, a completely different level. People
2: are asleep on Ice Cube.
0: Yeah, and now he's a fucking actor. His, his flow is still... It's, it's so like, aggressive! It's, yeah. Well, and it's still... It, I feel like his his... Delivery is still straddling old and new school. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't... He didn't fully transition into nope. what the modern flow and and what that, like, yeah delivery it has,
2: is. It has that old...
0: That, like, yeah, I'm singing words kind yeah, of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's still a little bit in that, but, like, lyrically...
2: Yeah, lyrically, yeah. and just the inflection of his voice, yeah, like...
0: Yeah, like, he... Even though he is still straddling that line, like, he pushed... Hip hop mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, I
2: mean Ken, Kendrick. We decided that's a big inspiration for him as well. Because of that, like
1: actually, my number six MC of all time. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember Big and Rich, the country duo behind uh, "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy." There was an associate that they uh, brought on, Cowboy Troy. Uh, at one point, he specialized in a genre called hip hop. Oh, and, my God. Uh, his, <laughs> and his second al- and I wish I was making this shit up, but his second <laughs> album legitimately was called. Black in the Saddle.
2: Oh, so my God.
1: <laughs> so just, you know, in terms of great quality, it's so <laughs> much that I even brought this up this episode man, right now. Oh I want man. people to know. You just trust Kendrick.
0: <laughs> Talking about top five MCs, that's okay. <laughs> Cowboy Troy.
1: Yeah. So, But listen, I want y'all to do us a favor legitimately get onto our Facebook page Facebook.com slash the chartographers and put your top five MCs on there because when I did my post it was a fascinating list to see how people kind of broke shit mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. I want to see what you got to say I know you got something to say and in the meantime and maybe you'll
0: influence the artists we do in later episodes FYI
1: if you want to be an influencer or if you want to pay to be an influencer that's $80 a month to be a chartographer's influencer <laughs> but you get saved <laughs> in terms of one phrase I'm going to say during the podcast you know that and as the one for this episode is Buoy. so there we go it's done <laughs> Settled. I hope you're happy, Stephen. Most importantly, <laughs> though, Shannon, thank you so much for being uh, this, here. This was.
2: Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you guys for having me. This was pretty fun. I'm definitely interested to hear the feedback and the discussions that arrive from this. From this part, even even our top fives and yeah. episodes. So and thank I, you guys. I want to
0: know those best and worst Kendrick verses. Yeah, Darren as always. This, this was a blast. Yeah, this was so great. I. Know. I know, and it, it was crazy how much my opinions changed during it. Yeah, changing <laughs> right like, that's the thing. I think more than any other artist we've done, I'm not sick of Kendrick Lamar. I that. am not I'm gonna, gonna be sick be... of
1: Kendrick for a while. Yeah. I'm going
0: to like I'm gonna get all his fucking K Dot mixtapes and I yeah. wanna like get deep into it and like You're gonna find some I'm... stuff on there, you're gonna
2: be like, Oh, like really? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm telling you now, yeah, you're definitely gonna find some stuff that's gonna make you laugh, but it's like, oh, I know it's yeah. gonna amaze you like he I can't was sixteen in. when the first <laughs> yeah. one came out. I yes. understand yeah. that it's
0: not all gonna be great. Yeah, but it's...
2: But it's a good reflection. Like yeah. you're gonna enjoy
0: that. So yeah. Much. All right.
1: And in the meantime, guys, don't forget rate us on the iTunes. Give us like you know a rap verse or something on there and the review. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> uh, rate us there. Find us on Stitcher on all the places. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on listening. You know that we'll be. See you in the next one, guys. Good.